welcome to the Modern Mamas podcast. We're two modern mamas with a goal to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold Space Wellness. I am a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology, and mama to Bear and note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We are so happy you're here. You can talk. (laughs) On that note, hi friends. (laughs) Laura and Jess here for a long anticipated catch-up episode. In full transparency, we already recorded this episode, and now we are re-recording because we just had some technological difficulties. So we are back, and I'm actually really excited to re-record. The only bummer is last time we recorded, it was like a a Wednesday night, and I had a glass of dry farm wine, and I had a little bit of a buzz. And now I'm You did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't take much. It's so funny. Because I... Well, I was listening back, and because I was trying to figure out if we could if we could just use that one or not, but it was hilarious. Like we were so funny and I know it's not going to be as funny this time. (laughs) We were cracking up. We were like belly laughing on there. And it was like, it was so just like honest and like authentic. And I was like, dang it. I wish we could use this one, but you you guys wouldn't have appreciated the static. It was pretty gnarly. Um, anyways, I think we can make this one just as fun. We are kind of giddy, um, because we get to see each other in like two days. And that is a trip. So you fly mm-hmm. in on Thursday to Minneapolis. I fly in on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I get in Wednesday with Evie. And we are going to the Beauty Counter Summit, for those of you who don't know what the hell we're talking about, um, where we get to, <laughs> first of all, meet in real life for the first time. Jess and I have never touched each other, which is so weird to me. <laughs> is that a weird way to say it? Which that sounds like kind of awkward to say it, but I, we've been joking about, about how we're just going to caress each other's faces awkwardly. <laughs> for a long time. (laughs) It's going to be so great. And I'm so excited. I, um, this happened for me very out of the blue. RC, if you guys don't know who RC is, she's a rubies and radishes. She's got great recipes, a kick-ass, uh, beauty counter consultant. She is such a great like mentor and just amazing human. And she lives in Santa Cruz near me. And she reached out and was like, Hey, I want to sponsor your ticket to the summit. And I was like, (gasps) and this was like a week ago, (laughs) basically. And so I was like, I, don't, I was like, no way. And I just got back from Denver and I was like, there's no way I can travel again. And then I just, it's an opportunity that I can't pass up to meet Jess and to where Liz Wolf will most likely be there and Cassie Joy and Elena from Grey's and Enthused and all these people that I've been so connected with on social media. And it's like, I can't pass up an opportunity to touch these people. So there's <laughs> gonna be so much touching so going much on touching and Touch i'm bringing fast. evie because we're not at a place just yet where i can leave her for four days um mm-hmm. and i just can't wait to have all of this like an incredible mama juju just rubbing off on her and rc just texted me and i guess there's like a um an event friday night and she's like i'm gonna watch evie and i want you to go and i was like oh my gosh it's incredible i'm gonna cry that so, is so sweet yeah. oh my goodness she's amazing ah. we'll link to her in the show notes you guys she's just incredible but she's the best yeah they have a cook she has a cookbook right yeah no? she does i forget the name of it but i will link to that as well um it's it's like paleo ah shoot i forget but it's great does i've she, seen it it's beautiful she, did she do it with um 
Natalie? Was that, is that who she did a cookbook I with? I can't remember. I feel like it kind of an ask because I can't remember. But Natalie will also be there <laughs> if you guys don't follow her. She's Honey Gee and Me. She's amazing. So just all these. And Natalie lives in the Santa best. Cruz. So we are like in real life friends. And her baby is one week exactly younger than Evie. So that's fun. We get to hang a lot. But um, anyway, so that's like, I think what's on both of our minds primarily mm-hmm. is preparing for this trip. And apparently everyone kind of gets done up. And if you guys see me like on social media, I'm typically like just throw a hat on. And uh, if I put jeans on, I'm dressed up. And so we're going to see most of the time my like going out attire still uh, includes four athletics leggings. So <laughs> I actually, I spent the morning um, working and packing. And so I am pretty much packed. I've picked out That's awesome. my outfits and here's the... The real, uh, this is why, where I feel like a baller is that I am doing a carry-on, a carry-on suitcase for myself and my kid for four days, plus you are a car seat and lots of snacks. So we're going to see, I'll have a purse, like a, have a, a handbag purse thing, whatever. So I don't know. We're going to see how it goes. So far, everything seems like it's going to fit. I just can't bring anything extra home <laughs> and I'm going to buy diapers there. I've decided so. Well, you know, you're going to get a bunch of beauty counter stuff, right? <gasps> yeah, I am. <laughs> I mean, but you get it for free. Yeah. So maybe what I'll do, okay. like, I could check a bag on the way home. Okay. And that would be fine. And then I could carry my beauty counter swag and my purse and the baby and then check. So, and I'm okay with that. 25 bucks one way, but I'm determined not to pay 50. So. Perfect. If I have to check I it one that's... way, that's what I'll do. Or <laughs> because great. RC and Natalie and Allie are all local, I, maybe mm-hmm. I can um, put some, shove some stuff in their bags. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. But I'm excited. I just popped... oh, I'm yeah. excited yeah. too. I am, I am viewing it kind of like a vacation. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm trying not to say I feel bad leaving Tim with the kids because he's like totally extremely competent. He's probably the most calm of the two of us (laughs) in our like parenting family unit. But for some reason, I think it's just totally me. It's like, I get anxiety leaving them because I feel like something's going to happen without me there, which is like totally ridiculous. Like I am not the glue holding (laughs) The universe together. (laughs) Yeah, some of the glue, but it'll be good. It'll be really good. Um, I just popped open. I'm trying this. Have you ever tried these? I don't like. I don't like soda flavors. Any of them in general. So no. But my husband loves them. Okay, I'm just trying the root beer one, which I actually used to love root beer. I never drink soda ever, but for some reason today, like I have a massive sweet tooth, so. We were talking before we started recording. I'm eating this. Siggy's has this like no sh- no added sugar um, yogurt that's amazing. And then I'm drinking this root beer, <laughs> which is crazy. And then some Lily's um, dark chocolate right now. Which and Rusty and I went like, wine tasting on Saturday evening, afternoon. And we walked to the grocery store afterwards to get some food. And I was my dinner that night was like prosciutto and cheese and it's so good. Anyways, I also grabbed one of those bars and we were eating it on the way home on the walk back. And like, I was actually shocked that it doesn't taste to me. It does not taste stevia E, which I do mm-hmm. not like when stuff tastes like stevia. So, um, props to, to Lily's. Lily's. I just wish they didn't Lily's. have soy. It's organic soy less than, but, uh, does it have soy? I didn't does. even look at it. I just figured, Oh, it does. Yeah. Which on occasion, yeah. especially organic, it's, organic. You know, it's non-GMO yeah. and whatnot. Um, it's, it's a nice little treat without a big sugar hit. So yeah, but I, sure. I am a big fan of the, um, Alter Eco Super Blackout. It's 95% or 90, 90% mm. and it is so good. And there's like two grams of sugar and that's it. It's really awesome. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's actually even really low for 100%. Mm-hmm. I feel like even most 100% has like And there's like eight? 20 grams of fat. Wow. It's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, That's good to know. Okay. 
Cool. We've been drinking a lot of wine over here. Which yeah, is, I've seen you. I post. love it. That's so my awesome. friend, my friend Kristen, the girl with the butter, came to visit, and she is a freaking kick in the pants. I love her so much. <laughs> she got in on a Thursday. We had like cut like one or two, at least one or two glasses of wine every day. She left on Sunday and we had so much fun. I was t- talking to Rusty. I was like, we spent a little bit too much money on that, on that. I want to say trip, but it was really a staycation, like having her here yeah. and staying with us and like wanting to show her all the things that we love about Santa Cruz. We spent more money than we should have like in quotes, but it was almost like a vacation for us too, you know? So, and Evie just loved her and it was so much fun. We got to do so many of our favorite things. And, um, there's a new place here in Santa Cruz called Abbott square market. And there's like a cat and cloud coffee. There is a pizza place. There's a vegetarian place. There's a pokey place, a really awesome wine and beer, like tap space and then a cocktail space and a space that does local seafood. So we had had like three glasses of wine. There was music playing. We were like dancing with Evie and we had went and got like a plate of oysters and it was just, it was so fun. And, um, you have, yeah, you have to enjoy it. Like sometimes yeah, when you live say, you in a place to. and you avoid spending a lot of money, um, you know, it's nice to sometimes just like let loose and be vacation at home, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. then you get to really enjoy everything and take it in as if you were visiting. And that was very fun. And it made me appreciate Santa Cruz even more. So that's awesome. I think yeah. we have a spot called the Pearl um, that we live close to. We go like almost every weekend. And so I feel like it's just kind of like similar to Abbott Square um, that when you guys come visit us one day, Yay. we will spend so much time there. But they have like it's like a food court essentially with like ramen and like a, a healthy eating place. And there's like a splash pad and like live music and wine. You can like drink outside. So fun. It's I yeah, can't wait to like, come visit you. I can't wait either. It's going to be so much fun. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. I, so Evie now has been on 12 planes, speaking of traveling. Oh, my gosh. She's 10 crazy. months old. And then M- Minneapolis, I did make sure to buy, to book a, um, thanks to Alaska Points, I got direct both ways. So That's awesome. by next week, she'll have been on 14. And they've all been very easy, except for this last one on the way home from Denver. I was beat. Like, I was so wiped out. Um, cause we had traveled alone and then just as me and Evie and then we went to visit a friend, an amazing friend who just had a baby, but it was just kind of like a whirlwind. It was like nonstop. And, um, I was just wiped and the plane was totally full. Um, not a seat was empty and the people for the first time, she wasn't even crying. She was just like making baby noises and like, bah, bah. she kind of just talks and people's faces were kind of like deadpan. And usually I get a smile or two. So, mm-hmm. and the, the stewardesses like weren't that friendly and there's, a relative, like there's some turbulence coming in and out of Denver and I feel like they were being hyper cautious and they were telling me to sit down and put my seatbelt on and you guys know I'm a little bit rebellious and I was like, it is not bumpy. If I sit down, she will cry, but it worked out. I ended up, um, standing, it was a two and a half, two forty five minute flight and, um, it, I stood most of it. Actually at one point we hid in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> and so here's a testament to crying in arms. Like she was like really fussy and like had a lot of energy, I think, from the trip, it being so whirlwind. So I went to the bathroom and shut the door, but I didn't shut it all the way, so the light didn't come on. And I just let her cry in there in my arms, and she then immediately fell asleep. It was really nice. So And That's she slept amazing. the rest of the way, and then she slept all the way through landing and grabbing my bag until um, Rusty picked us up. So it was a wonderful trip. We went to Just Be Kitchen. If you guys are ever in Denver, um, you must eat there. And then also I got to have a lovely walk and hang with Claire from uh, Girls Gone Wad. So we walked the river and we she joined us at be at, at just be kitchen and it was so fun just to talk to her about her upcoming adventure in flower gardening flower farming 
and mm-hmm. doing weddings and stuff. And so go check out her stuff as well. It's really awesome. She has a new Instagram. She's got her personal Instagram, Claire, whatever. We'll link to it. And then a special one for her for the flower farm. So is it's it just like Claire nice. likes flowers or something like that, that one is now discontinued and she's got a different oh, okay. one. Yeah. She's like, it's just been, okay. it's too many to keep up. So we'll link to her stuff. Um, but yeah, it was so good to be able to connect with her in real life and talk about kids and life and Evie, they just be kitchen. Uh, cooked up just egg yolks for her, which was super cool. Aww. Got the burger. It was delicious. It was funny because I didn't get the bun because there's arrowroot and that's just pretty high in carbohydrate, which I'm not really eating much of right now. And the owner like came out and was like, you know, that's like gluten and grain free, right? And I was like, no, I know. I just I'm not eating a lot of carbohydrate. And I, I understand that it's paleo, but it's just, it's funny. It was good. It was, the food was really delicious. So we will that's be back. Awesome. I want to go back for dinner time and cocktails. That's yeah, I want to go. Yeah, Gosh, that sounds so much fun. Brilliant. We were in, I was in Denver for the birth fit seminar. Oh, that's right. Um, but we, there just was like, no, it wasn't like a, you know how that's like all day seminaring. And then, you know, by the time, by the end of the day, you're just like totally beat. But gosh, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, it was a blast. And um, it was a good test for me in terms of like momming and traveling and it just having it be like such it was just such a whirlwind and like very little um downtime which Mm -hmm. you know I mean there was downtime hanging out at my friend's house which was nice but it was just I don't know why it felt so like go 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 so it was nice I Mm -hmm. came home and it got home on Thursday and then um I taught a workshop this week this past weekend so yesterday at CrossFit HQ a prenatal and postpartum workshop and there was 10 nine or 10 women and their babies or they were pregnant and we talked about nutrition and mindset and we did some breath work and roll flow and um, it was just very it was intense leading up to it because I felt like I was it was just like I had been go 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 but then like once it was done it was like oh just felt so good. Yeah. And then we oh had a gosh. lovely dinner coach Glassman the CEO or the founder of CrossFit um they're now doing all doctor level ones. So they're at the ranch here in Aromas and the, all the participants are doctors. They have to, you have to be an MD to go because they're, he's oh, really okay. passionate about like making a fundamental change and in healthcare and in sick care and teaching people about sugar and whatnot. And so at the end of each weekend, he has everyone to his house out in Watsonville. It's, he's just got this gorgeous house and they do tacos and wine and beer. And so he we went out there and he's got these beautiful big fire pits and, we just hung out and I had a blast like talking to some of these doctors and one of them was going on. We were just talking about food and whatnot. And then he's like, I kind of started mentioning something that I had eaten earlier in the day. And he's like, Oh, are you keto? And I was like, eh, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm eating, you know, no sugar, high fat. And he's like, I've been keto for years and I, and I feel incredible. And it's just so cool to hear a, an MD say something like that. And then there was another like, um, forget an OB there. And I don't know, it was just, it was really awesome. Um, and it was cool to see how much of an impact it, they're having on, you know, getting, get, cause I feel like the biggest way to make a change in our healthcare system is to, to talk to the doctors mm-hmm. because, um, yeah, so it, it was cool. It was very cool. It was really fun, but it's just, it was another late night and <laughs> I'm just tired, but I'm happy. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like yeah. all good busy, but, um, yeah, just a little bit tired. That's called it's called you stress, I believe. It's good. It's all good things, right. positive stress, but it's 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 still stressful, mm. you know. And it's 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 just a lot. But it sounds like I mean that is so promising to hear. I being with Arasti and being like talking with physicians every single day, multiple physicians. Mm. Um, I it's been actually really hopeful for me too, in that a lot of the mindset set shift around patient care is 
there is some desire to move into more of like a whole, how do I treat my patient holistically? Mm, Um, you know, and sometimes it's like they want to do it and they can't for various reasons, or sometimes it's like they can do it. They just don't know where to start. And so just being, hearing that those conversations are happening on so many different levels and that people's minds are changing where it's not just like a drug is the answer to every ailment, um, that there are other options. It's just like, makes me so excited for the future. Yeah. I love it. So, awesome. and then tell me more about your nutrition, the seminar that you did for yesterday. Did yeah. you say that was for staff? Or yeah. So for... it started out, I was going to do one at our local gym. And then my friend coaches at the CrossFit HQ, like the headquarters gym. And she's like, why don't you come do it at the office? And I was like, that's a great idea. There's so many employees or employee spouses who've recently had babies. And so I decided to do that and it was free. I didn't charge. I just wanted to kind of get, I don't know, reach those mamas. And actually I had a couple of people show up who were just trainers and don't actually have a baby or plan to have a baby, but they just wanted to be more equipped to help moms in their gyms, which I thought was so cool. And so the next one mm-hmm. I put on, I would like to move forward and do kind of a twofold thing, do a prenatal postpartum. I think that I can, it's pretty easy to combine prenatal postpartum in one workshop. Um, and then, so I'm going to be doing more of those and I'm willing to travel. So those of you listening, if you want me to come teach one for you, <laughs> let me know, just shoot me an email. Um, cause I just, teaching is my, it's like, it's my passion, but then I also want to start running them for coaches to help coaches really mm-hmm. dive into how to best support moms. Because the running theme of the workshop was I kept getting questions about like, or comments about my coach. Like, I feel like I'm a pain in the ass when I go in the gym because I feel like I'm, rec- I'm taking too much of the energy of the coach. And I'm like, that should not be the case. Mm-hmm. You more than anyone else are such a unique, special population. You should be supported and loved and empowered more than any other time in your life. So it was whirlwind because I, it was supposed to be two hours. It went like two and a half and it should have been four or five. Um, mm-hmm. cause we really dove into nutrition and then we really got into the mindset piece. Um, I cried. I mean, it was, it was very powerful because, um, it's such a cool time, you know, and talking about, I'm a big believer in sharing my own experiences to help educate others and not saying that my experience is how someone else's should be. But I think that we can learn a lot through shared experiences and they were such a solid group and they held the space for me. And there was like, there was like five, seven week olds there, which was so fun. And then a two and a half year old. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was really awesome. And I just wish it could have gone on for another hour, but then at the same time, now I know like, Okay, the next one needs to be a little bit longer. Two hours was a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, that was uh, that was, yeah, ho- that was, was hopeful. Short. Yeah, it was ambitious. Too short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we got through it. I mean, I just I feel like we could have really d- dove deeper into the fitness stuff. So yeah. it was great. And I every time I teach a workshop or a seminar, I remember more and more how much I love to teach. And those of you guys who don't know, I used to be a high school English teacher, and so like for me, being up in front of people and sharing and teaching and talking. Um, I could talk forever, which is why I can do a solo podcast episode and make it last an hour. um, Yeah. So it was great. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so funny. I think we're very similar too. I wasn't a high school teacher, but as an athletic trainer, my, um, one of my main jobs was the clinical education of Mm. students. And so I got to like teach classes and, in the practical setting, you get to have students shadow you and teach like in quote unquote in the field and stuff. And that's why I love Arastia. That's why I love essentially educating Mm -hmm. physicians and like healthcare practitioners about alternative ways. But like, you're right. It's like, I'm so passionate about teaching and I love talking as well. 
which is why our podcast together it works man usually yeah it really works and we usually go over our allotted amount of time which is great i don't think people mind the thing about a podcast is you can always pause and come back so it's not like exactly a movie where you go sit in the movie theater it's like you can listen and then stop listening and then come back i'm actually always bummed when i come back to a podcast and then there's only like five minutes left so you're welcome for giving you more to come back to guys (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah um okay what else let's see any other updates or should we dive we got some questions so we i posted a post in the modern mama's facebook group so if you're not in there go check it out and we got so many good questions so i flagged it and i'm just going to keep coming back to it when we do these update episodes that we can touch on on y'all's questions but also you see what i did there i said y'all um (laughs) i like it (laughs) so i think maybe we should dive in i'm trying to think if there's anything else um well i have an update i actually have something interesting um i don't know if i i think i mentioned it in our conversation but Um, I, so Dr. Lynch came on our podcast, Dr. Ben Lynch and the episode, I don't think it's gone live yet by the time this airs, but Mm -hmm. it's a long one. It's It's going to be like two hours almost. Um, but he just like blew my mind. Like literally everything he was saying, I was like, Oh my God, like this is amazing. And so since that podcast, I got his book, I kind of dove in and that just like scratched the surface of my like interest in this concept of epigenetics. And, Mm um, I, basically like took the plunge and I'm going through a a course right now that will allow me to like work with clients one-on-one who want to like dig deeper into their health. And so it's like literally blowing my mind. I think I've said that already like a million times, but what's the course called? So I, I forget the exact name, but it's through this, um, Institute. Basically it's, I forget how, I don't know how you pronounce the name. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes, but, um, I met with the, the, it's an MD who started it. And I met with him and like chatted with him a couple times. Um, and we talked about like how, how to utilize the course and you know what you can do. But essentially like once I finish the course, I'll be able to work with clients and run their essentially like 23 and me data. You can run this through an array and basically get the most valuable feedback in terms of like what sort of SNPs they have and mutations and all that stuff. And basically what, what I'm learning through the course is what does that mean? Like, what does it mean when you have MTHFR? Like, what do you have to do to alter your food or sleep or, you know, exercise? So it's basically, it comes at your genetics from all like a, a holistic point. So like, people can have, can be genetically predisposed to have like short sleep cycles. So how do you then take that information and optimize what your epigenetics are? So like how that is expressed, um, in your life. And so it's anything from stress to sleep, to nutrition, to exercise. And so I, I know not a lot of people, I think for me, it's like those people that maybe have, are not just dipping their toe into health and wellness. Like they maybe are eating paleo or they've been exercising and eating well, like for a long time yet, they're maybe not still like at their optimal health or for preconception, um, and pregnancy because epigenetics is so huge. So how you are essentially at the time of conception is you're genetically marking your, your child for the rest of your life. And you're also genetically marking the next generation because it's mind blowing. Like your grandchildren's are in your body. Does that make sense? Like it's crazy. crazy. It's really crazy. And so the hope there is that people aren't 
because you can either look at it one of two ways, like, oh, I'm just, this is the way my genetics are. I'm, I'm doomed to be, have whatever, you mm-hmm. know, like this type of reaction or this type of condition. Um, or you can look at it like I can, I have the power to control what's being expressed in my life, like through genetics. So that's essentially what epigenetics is. And so using food is the huge thing. Nutrient therapy is what they call it. Um, to alter that expression. So awesome. I think it's just like so cool. Yeah. So anyways, I could talk about this forever. We'll have to do a whole podcast um, on it. Like once you start getting sure. into it, you can share your experience. That's super cool. For sure. And I think the reason why I've been so intrigued by it is that, you know, I've tried a couple different ways of eating and I still have, I don't know if you know this, Laura, but I have, um, high cholesterol and also, and actually not like the, the bad cholesterol is high. Um, and I also have markers for prediabetes, Um, and I haven't tested it since doing keto. So I'm curious. Um, but that was with like a pretty much, you know, like 80% paleo diet. I still had those markers. And so what I've found through like the course, just barely scratching the surface is that, um, you know, I might have to change my, my diet a little bit, even Mm -hmm. more so. Um, and so anyways, that's what triggered it for me. It was just kind of diving into my own health. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to hear more. Is someone walking by your car? <laughs> so I was walking. No, the alarm went off. I don't oh, know if you can hear it. I can't it. hear it. How funny. <laughs> okay. You guys, Jess is recording in the in her car outside of Whole Foods. This is what we do for you. We love you. <laughs> My dog we is do. here snoring next to me. Hopefully you don't can't hear her. Um, <laughs> that is so cool. Keep us posted. I am. I definitely will. Super excited. For sure. Oh, and yeah. I think our last update is that, um, I don't know if we have, I think that we've had it on some of our podcasts, we haven't actually talked about yet the fact that Paleo Valley is now a sponsor and we are so thrilled. I am actually sitting down tomorrow with Autumn, the co-owner, a founder of Paleo Valley, who's also a mama. And we're going to talk all about how she got where she is and where this company came from. But one thing that we can say is that we absolutely love the products. And I also just love mm-hmm. the people. Like they have been such a pleasure. We, I feel like they're almost like their family. Like they ask how mm-hmm. Evie is, um, they know us by name. They send us products and we love the products. And my kid eats the organ complex. Like it's powdered sugar on her egg. It's so <laughs> funny. Um, so yeah, we just, I'm loving everything about it. I feel like the organ complex has been such a huge part of my, um, fertility and postpartum journey and I'll keep taking it forever. And it's just, I'm grateful that they're supporting us and I've been taking the vitamin C now and, uh, I feel great. I've not, not gotten sick, yeah. especially with all this traveling. I think that's huge. So yeah, we are just thrilled. And the beef sticks and the new turkey sticks are so good. Um, we have right. been traveling a ton and just busy and like, not, we don't have a lot of prepared food all the time in our kitchen right now. And so, uh, Evie eats those. She just, she eats them up. And every time we leave with a nanny or with a mom, grandma, she, uh, will just cut them up and put them in a little thing. And then she, she takes them down. So just grateful. They make our life easier. Yeah. <laughs> so, so much easier. It's so funny. Cause Tim has been like, so we got some products or whatever to try. And he was laughing the other day. Cause he came and he's like, they're all so hot. All the beef sticks are so hot. I'm like, baby, no, they're not like, they're not no. that hot. He's Maybe like, yes, the they are. I know. And I was like, have you just been eating stri- the straight jalapeno <laughs> ones? And he went back and he was like, every single one he had like six of them and they were all all like that's why it's so funny and rusty loves those ones i like the summer sausage the best of all the beef ones and then i love Mm -hmm. the turkey uh the cranberry one and even with the cranberry like flavor from real cranberries there's still no sugar so that's awesome awesome. yeah Um, that's amazing if you guys use code radical roots you get uh 20 off and if you use Mm -hmm. our, our link for modern mamas then it helps to just 
they are supporting us because they believe in what we're doing and they believe in the message mm-hmm. we're putting out there. But um, they also wanted to give you guys a, a code. So you have that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we've got a link in our show notes that you can go check out. But um, give them a give them a peek because the products are really, really incredible. And the company and the people, it's just, it's all around. We are be- very selective in who we choose to work with. So yeah. just know that. Anyone that we talk about on this podcast, we love. So absolutely yeah okay well let's cool. we have a few I mean we have a whole host of questions we'll get through at least two and then maybe we'll see about a third but um okay hi friends Laura here I am so excited to announce that the modern mamas podcast has joined forces with paleo valley if you've been following me for long you know that I absolutely love and appreciate their products because they've been such an important part of my journey to health and then also now Evie's journey especially with her first foods. Our absolute favorite in this household is the grass-fed organ complex. We also love the beef sticks and their brand new turkey sticks and take them with us basically everywhere we go on all of our travels. Some other of our favorites include the organic super greens, which are great for smoothie bowls or smoothies or just taking down the hatch right as they are. We love the grass-fed non-denatured whey, the superfood bars, which are loaded with collagen. And um, I cannot wait to now try their new essential C complex. Don't miss out. You can get an awesome deal. Just head to our show notes for the discount code and link and try them for yourself. You will not be disappointed. Enjoy. Here's the first one. And, and I've been getting this question in some form or another, like a lot through Instagram and, and then again through this Facebook tribe. So I think it's a good one for us to tackle first. Um, Both of y'all are great about adjusting food and nutrition based on the stage of life you are in and by listening to your body. Do you have any recommendations for others who are trying to live by the listen to what your body wants and needs, but are not really sure how to do that or how to start that? Um, Do you have thoughts? Should I go first? Um, Well, I'll go first Mm because I feel like you are much more, you're an advanced practitioner of mindful eating (laughs) and I'm like a beginner. (laughs) And I think honestly, it's because I'm a beginner in my just overall mindfulness journey. And I think that's my main my main suggestion is when you're starting out is just to practice mindfulness or being in tune with your body, your emotions, your needs, like in general first, because it's going to be really hard for you to listen to your body when it comes to nutrition, if you're out of touch with the, like your emotions essentially. And so therapy is huge. We talk about that all the time um, because food, it's not always about the food. It's sometimes it's about the feelings around the food. Um, and your, you know, long held beliefs about what food means. And so I think that is a huge barrier in terms of like intuitive eating is if you, again, like just aren't in touch with the whys of why, why are you reaching for sugar? Um, you know, when you are tired or, you know, when you start feeling stressed or you start feeling like your body isn't where you want it to be. Why do you go to restrictive eating, um, and not, and not, and kind of turn off that connection between your body and your mind and your emotions, um, in a way to try and like regain control, because that's my pattern, um, is all has always been when I feel out of control, I turn to food to regain control. And that was where my eating disorder stemmed from. You know, it was a time in my life where like, things were crazy stressful, um, for me personally. And I just used food and exercise as a way to feel 
like my power, I guess, in a, in a situation where I felt powerless. So this is kind of getting really deep, but I think I've only been able to get to a place where I quote unquote intuitively eating because I've started to work through the emotions behind food. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that's huge. Um, I think that sometimes we, I don't know, eating can be such a powerful act of self-care. Um, and, or it can be, and you know, there's like the whole quote of like the greatest form of medicine or the greatest, what is it? Cause of disease or whatever. But, Mm -hmm. um, I think when we look at eating nourishing foods, not as like a, um, not as a burden, but as a gift that we are, we have the power to choose what goes in our body. And, and through that power, we can choose how we want to walk around and feel. I think a huge part of eating more intuitively based on the phase of life that you're in comes down to focusing more on feel than aesthetics. And I Mm -hmm. think that it's not the fault of any woman to, that we get wrapped up in how we look, um, or how, what food is going to do to our aesthetic body because society is BS sometimes all the time and, and puts pressures on us to look a certain way. And so that's where all the focus goes. And I talked a lot about this in the workshop yesterday is like the state of mind that we're in when we consume food, if we have chronically elevated stress levels because we're so concerned about what the food is doing to our body or we're so concerned with beating ourselves up because we look a certain way or we don't look a certain way or we ate the cupcake or we didn't eat the cupcake or whatever it is, like it slows down our metabolism. It reduces our um, body's ability to make oxygen. It messes with our gut microbiome. It can change our cholesterol levels. It can change our um, our enzymatic output, and we so we won't digest food as well. I mean, it's amazing what stress can do on our body. And so, mm-hmm. I think one of the first things we can do in terms of focusing on food and eating more intuitively is look at a food and say, is that food effective or ineffective in this specific situation versus is that food good or bad? Like my morality is not wrapped up in, in the food that I eat. If I eat a cupcake, it's not a bad food and I'm not a bad person as a result of eating the cupcake versus in this moment. Okay. I'm at, I'm walking through the grocery store and I'm just hungry and I see a cupcake and I grab it and I eat it. Um, and I don't feel well afterwards, probably not the most effective food for that situation. Right. But I'm at my nephew's birthday party and my, my sister made these really made these cupcakes out of love to celebrate her son's birthday. And I eat that cupcake and, and maybe I don't feel amazing after, but at the same time, like it was a special moment and I ate the cupcake. And so like, I think it's important that we don't say we can never, and not that you said this or anything, but we can't, it's not that we can never use food as an emotional um, or eat emotionally because sometimes it is like mm-hmm. food is love. And the first time we ever feel love is when we, you know, nurse, for, um, Melissa Hempel said that like the first time we ever food and food and love are so deeply intertwined mm-hmm. because when mm-hmm. we nurse, like the first, when we come out of the womb, the first thing we want is food. And that's how we know we're loved is because we are fed. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's, we're it's so tightly wound up. We can't separate the two, but we can think like, is this, is this food effective in this situation or is it not? What is my goal? Is my goal to feel better? Even if aestheticals aren't an issue, right? I think mm-hmm. aestheticals are fine as long as you understand their why. Like it, when I lose 10 pounds, like what, what is that going to do for me? Um, and again, it comes back to how do you feel? Like what makes you happy? What brings you joy? Does having an extra five pounds on your body actually maybe help you regulate hormones a little bit better and make you feel better walking around on a daily basis? Or is losing that last five pounds and seeing two abs um, going to bring you some sort of joy that that you didn't have with the five pounds, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing is like 
the best way to eat a little bit more intuitively in the moment is to ask yourself why. Why do I want this food? If it is a cupcake that you're craving, maybe you want glucose and fat. And so maybe you seek that out in, a, in a, another way. Um, for me, the, the, how I really actually started to find a better grasp of eating intuitively is by cutting sugar. And I know it sounds like, okay, it's a little bit restrictive. You're cutting a full food, but sugar serves nobody. Um, and so... It's also like it wreaks havoc on your ability to read your body's cues because when we eat sugar in high amounts, it's really hard to um, not want sugar when your body tells you it needs something, you know, because that's Mm -hmm. now like your brain lights up the same way when we eat sugar as it does if you take a hit of cocaine. And so all of our body signals, because it's become addicted to sugar, are going to say, reach for sugar, reach for sugar. So if you can go a couple weeks and just cut all added sugar, Um, I didn't go from like Christmas eating, (laughs) we all know what that's like, right, to like super low carb all in one day. I just, I was like, okay, I'm waking up tomorrow, I'm not eating grains and I'm not eating processed sugar, period, Uh, or added sugar of any kind. And within three Mm -hmm. weeks, I didn't even want it anymore. And then at that point, I was still eating squash and putting apple in my salads. And then I was like, eh, I don't really feel like the apple anymore. And then like within another week, I was like, I don't really feel like the squash anymore, but I'm going to put a whole avocado in and I'm going to add like primal kitchen ranch dressing and I'm going to add, you know, all this stuff and cook all my vegetables in a bunch of ghee. And so I think another big piece is when you take sugar out, you also need to make sure like we're adding in more nutrients and the cravings will dissipate as we start to give our body the nutrition that it needs because cravings Mm -hmm. are just our body telling us it needs something. And it's just, it's a practice to learn how to read those signals, I guess. So that Mm -hmm. is uh, my long winded answer. (laughs) No, I love it. And you said this in the first time that we recorded this. You didn't quite repeat it, but food is a an experience and there is a lot tied up into it, especially when I think we talked about this the first time, like family traditions. So mm-hmm. like we went on vacation a couple of weeks ago and it was, you know, I'm trying to eat relatively low carb right now because I feel good on it. But at that point it was like, my, if I had to eat one thing with my last meal on earth would be fried shrimp and hush puppies. And it was one of those things like I haven't had fried shrimp and hush puppies in like probably over a year. So it was like, I'm going to have it. And we were outside at the beach and it was just like the atmosphere. And it was like stuff that reminded me of my childhood. And it was so worth every, cause I, afterwards I, of course my stomach was so, was upset. I had like almost immediate return of eczema on my hands so who knows what exactly it was? I think it's gluten actually, but, um, it was worth it. It was mm-hmm. worth every like, and I hate saying worth it or not worth it, but like for me, it was like, I made the conscious decision. It was effective. Yes. It was effective because I got a lot of joy yeah. from it and the, the joy, joy you outweighed. Got. Yes, yeah. exactly. And the joy okay. outweighed. That's great yeah. actually. But then if yeah. you did it like every day for the next week, then that joy would probably like, it was that much more joyful because it was special versus like, yeah. I'm just going to eat my body's telling me that it wants a cupcake every day. It's like, well, maybe it actually wants something else. And eventually mm-hmm. that's just not going to, I think about back to like when I was a vegetarian and I just ate like oatmeal and bagels and bananas and orange juice and peanut butter all the time. And like I was walking around in this like state of not feeling great, but that was my normal. And mm-hmm. so it's not until I like cut sugar and started eating red meat and eggs and all that stuff. And then I'm like, oh, this is how you can feel on a daily basis. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. That's- yeah, it's really crazy. And I think about that too all the time. And we're, I know we're kind of getting long winded on this, but like before I met my husband and got introduced to this concept of, of paleo eating or real food, whole foods, um, I was eating like frozen waffles in the morning with fake syrup, like imitation maple oh syrup yeah. and like uh, crack 
I can't believe it's not butter because that was Whoa. like locale and it was like healthy quote unquote. Yeah. Um, and Margin. then looking back and thinking about my whole day, like whole wheat pasta and you know, the lack of protein that I was having and the, Oh my God, the abundance of carbs, like mm-hmm. not, I mean, so like my diet was essentially sugar. Um, it just blows my mind. Like, it's like, no wonder I was infertile. <laughs> yes. Like, and I wasn't necessarily infertile either, but like I had my stomach, like I just was like jacked up mm-hmm. like internally. Um, and I just thought that was just the way it was going to yeah. be. And that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> and that's why I think we're so passionate about sharing this stuff because mm-hmm. even like when you're talking about epigenetics and whatnot, the power of what we put in our body is so overwhelming. And I just mm-hmm. feel like society Rusty always goes society when I say this, but (laughs) I feel like society and not necessarily society, but it's like big pharma and big food. Like they don't want us to know the truth about how good we can feel because the shit, sorry, but the shittier we feel, the more money they make, you know? And so, um, I'd say if, if you need, if you're rebellious like me and you need another reason to like try and cut sugar or try and eat a little bit better aside from just your own health, which, which of course should come first, but it's also like, it's a big middle finger to, companies that are benefiting from our discomfort and that makes me absolutely mm-hmm. crazy so yeah those are my thoughts and um yeah I feel like and also another big one for me is um my kid is watching me so I will never weigh and measure food again I will never talk about restricting food again I will refer to food as something that is like beautiful in its flavors and in its power to heal and its nourishment um but that's one more like one more reason for me that now that I'm a mom, um, that eating intuitively is that much more important because I am now a, um, I am a role model for a tiny human and a, a female who's growing up in this world where we are told to, we need to be smaller, we need to be less than you know, and so um, I want her to be set up with a positive outlook on nutrition. So, yeah, absolutely powerful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> on to the next one. I think this yeah. will probably be our, um, we'll wrap up with this one and then we'll hit the others okay. next time, but looking to regain motivation and healthy mindset ideas. So postpartum has been draining for creative juices and self-care, any ideas and or experiences getting back into it. It has been a while. I've just been mommying for 18 months. I feel like this is fitting because you and I are both, um, sacrificing in some ways and taking on some stress to go to this beauty counter summit, but mm-hmm. ultimately going to the summit is an act of self-care. And so it's mm-hmm. like a, I feel like being a newer mom, um, everything's like a fine line <laughs> because sometimes acts of self-care can mean more stress on the front end or back end, right? Like you take an hour to go to the gym, you need to make sure that the kid is set up and ready to go and you got the food and this and that, or you go to work and, or you're, you're you know, you're taking a weekend away and it's self-care, but also it's hard. Self-care is just harder as a norm when you have a baby, I think. Um, but it's, yeah. but it's, even though it might be a little bit harder, it's also that much more important. So um, I guess she's looking for ideas and or experiences to get back into creative juices and self-care. Yeah. And so I, I'm interested. I really wish I could like talk to her and be like, what do you mean by creative juices? Because Mm -hmm. it's like, um, I think just to touch on that, I think, so she's just been a state and I hate to say the word just, but that's kind of how she put it. She's just been mommying for 18 months and I'm reading it as she's looking to potentially maybe find something that's more like creative in her own identity. Like she's building something, creating something, putting something out that's beyond just being a mom. Sorry if that offended yeah. you. I don't mean for yeah. it to. I think that's what she's asking. 
No, I understand. Hopefully people aren't. I mean, that's just the easiest way to, to right. describe it. But um, I think I, I'm trying to remember it because we had such a good answer for this one last time, I, I, I feel like. But for me personally, so my daughter is 21, 22 months. Gosh, I can't believe um, that. Yeah, it's crazy. And what I have found is that I did not push through that desire. Like, and it's also reframing. So like reframing what self-care is during this time where you have limited resources, time, energy, um, and just choosing the simplest way to start, you know, whether that's, I think this is one of the points that we made last time was, um, if self-care, if the easiest thing for you to do in terms of self-care is to invest in like a beauty routine or like a at home spa routine that is like safer and cleaner or whatever. It just makes you feel great. Um, then start there because that's, you know, step one, things that you're already like potentially going to be buying and using on yourself, but just create like a ritual. And for me, self-care sometimes is about like a ritual or a habit. And so like I, every Sunday I do a mask, I'd put like this really awesome, like face oil on, I have a glass of wine and that's my, that was where I started. That's why like, I've been super passionate about skincare and makeup and stuff lately because it's like the easiest thing for me to do for myself right now. And I have limited time and then it just kind of builds on yourself on the, on that process. Like once you take a step in the right direction in terms of doing something quote unquote for yourself, it gets easier to then make the next choice. It's kind of like that compound effect. So once self-care is kind of, or once maybe like your beauty routine is built into your like normal routine, then you talk about, okay, what can I do to move? Like, how can I move to take care of myself? Maybe that's a like 15 minute yoga video at home. Um, maybe that is, you know, going for a walk or a run. I think it's just incrementally starting slow with no, with, without high expectations and just something that, you know, you can knock out. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just that power of success that will like get you to the next level. That's what it's been like for me. And I will say that for about a year, a year to 18 months, I had, I really struggled and it may have seemed maybe via social media that I was like super on it, creating recipes and all this stuff or with bear. Yeah. With Camille, with bear, it was completely different. That was a whole different ball game. But, um, with Camille, like I, I just wasn't creative. Um, and I, I gave myself a lot more grace this time around than I did with bear. Um, I felt very pressured to like create and, or like be the mom that was like at the gym and nailing their nutrition and like working full time and doing all that stuff. And I just could never get it together. And I carried so much guilt. And this time around, it was like, I, again, goes back to that intuition. Like I just listened to myself, like, what do I need? Do I need to go to the gym? Is it going to make me feel more energized? Or is it going to create stress in my life? And for a long time, I just didn't. I didn't mm-hmm. go to the gym. And so it about 18 months, so literally like maybe like four or five months ago, I started to feel like I had time and space to do it. And so now I am. So I just, for her and for all the mamas out there that maybe are in the same space, just like don't rush it. I mean, if it's if super important to you and it's it's going to be helpful, like I know working out for you is like a very big priority and there's no way that you could cut that out of your life, then that's, that's a different scenario. But if it's like adding that in is going to make things more stressful, then just 
let it go and wait till the time is right. That's just my two cents. Okay, you go. Mm -hmm. I would just say on that (laughs) note, like, it is important to move every day. (laughs) I mean, yes. I'm saying, like, don't kill yourself to To get get into a gym. No, my God, no. Um, I am actually probably... It's interesting. Like right now I am the least like quote unquote fit by like CrossFit standards than I've been in my adult life. Um, even less so than like three or four months postpartum in some capacities. I'm probably stronger now, but I just like, I, I did a workout on Saturday and it was uh, five rounds of 25 deadlifts and a 400 meter run. And I was like dead last. I probably should have scaled a little bit more, but I wanted to just do it as it was written. And, um, but I also like my body feels better than it has in a really long time in terms of like pain and and it's because I've been like every morning I wake up and I just flow for 10 minutes and I do like my roll flow and I don't link to what I do because I've actually filmed some videos now, but um, I'm taking care of my body and I'm moving every day. I'm not necessarily quote unquote exercising every day. And I think mm-hmm. that's an important delineation because if we just sit around and we sit all day, that can actually have a negative impact on mood and energy and creative juices mm-hmm. and, um, you know, lead to depression and, and all that. So, and it make us hurt and all that. So I would just say like, it's important to move every day for everybody. I think that's a really actually a good way to get creative juices flowing. If um, And I'm curious about that part of the question. I'm wondering if she's wanting to put something out into the world and share something or go back yeah. to work. Or And I would say maybe a good way to start to, to find your creative juice again is just to find like-minded mamas, especially near you or through social media that you can connect with and share experiences with and learn from and that will hold the space for you to just share whatever it is that you are thinking and support you. So if you if you have a like, oh man, I kind of want to start a blog, then reaching out to other people who have one and just trying to connect that way and support each other. And um, I don't know, I just, I feel like if you can, or, but, but even more so locally, if you can find friends locally that you can get out of the house two, three times a week and plan an evening hire a nanny, get out of the house without your kid. I mean, we just started using a nanny every other week for three hours from four to 7 PM. And she's incredible. And it gives Rusty and I the choice. If we have work to do, we'll work, but no matter what, we take the last hour and we get a drink or we get some food or this past week when Kristen was here from the girl with the butter, we just took the whole three hours and we just played. And so it's especially because he's traveling on the weekends for kids seminars. It gives us an opportunity to just like be a couple again and not just parents, you know? So mm-hmm. if you can find outlets that make you feel like you again, um, and not saying, not dismissing how important and magical it is to be a mom, but it's also important and magical to have our own identities outside of being a mom. So that would be mine mm-hmm. is like, find whatever it is that you can find that makes you feel like you, not you, the mama, but you, the you, um, as you are. And, uh, I think that's a good way to kind of get the flow going again, even if it's just once a week. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like that one. That was a good question. I like that one too, but it's also incredible that we all have different experiences with motherhood and, Mm -hmm. um, can kind of bring those perspectives to the table. And I will say, you know, I know like movement is so important and I especially believe that now, but in hindsight, looking back at myself with bear, um, it just, that's a completely different situation in that I was dealing with postpartum depression and anxiety and like, trying to work out was like, and again, there's a difference between working out or exercising and movement. Like five minute walk in the sun or under the trees, you know, that would have been so helpful if I could have just gotten myself outside and I wish I would have done that. But me trying to go to the gym was like, it would knock me on my butt for like four or five days. hundred percent. I mean, there was just so much more to it. But having, and like taking a class too, you don't have a lot of control, especially if you're, so mm -hmm. for me, right. I've got a, 
extensive background in training and working out and coaching other people. And so like I can walk in the gym, have no one in there, do my own thing, know how to push, know where to push, where to hold back. Like today I went in and like, I was just feeling a little bit beat. And so I really, all I did was some squats and some like strict pull-ups and just kind of moved my body and came home Mm -hmm. feeling better. But if you leave a class and you feel worse than when you walked in the door, then that's not the proper movement for you that day or in that time of your life. And, um, again, just goes back to being intuitive intuition with your body into intuitive (laughs) intuitive with your body and that's such a process because Mm -hmm. I mean gosh I'm almost five years into motherhood and it's taken me this long to even like get to the point where I'm scratching the surface Mm -hmm. on intuition with myself so it's such a process Mm -hmm. and all that everything it's like you're constantly you're never arrived Mm -hmm. at your destination in terms of like of anything your life your, your relationship with your partner your your role as a mom or, you know, anywhere, if you've arrived then, or if you feel like you've arrived and you never have to work on anything like that's, I don't know. I just feel like that's growth is like totally solved for you. Fixed mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Fixed mindset. And when I think of myself now and I think of how I want to be in five or 10 years or 50 years, um, I hope that I'm just, fluid, that Mm -hmm. I'm able to like respond and grow and learn from other people and get more in touch with myself throughout the whole process. Cause that's life, right? Like totally always a work in progress. Always. The second we stop trying to grow is when we get stagnant. Mm -hmm. I plan on going to therapy forever. And some days Mm -hmm. I go in and like, I genuinely like, I don't really have a lot to talk about. So we just kind of shoot the shit and I don't know, chat and like stuff will come up, but, but you know, and then other days I go and I'm like, Oh, (laughs) so it's like, it's just such an ebb and flow. And it's just, it's, it's always like working on the tools, finding the tools that we can, even when things are great, you're still practicing the tools, um, and the habits of mindfulness and self-love and intuition, because, you know, like in a month or so you might have a rough day or a rough week or whatever. And so then, but then those tools have become, those have become habits, um, and so you're not like searching for them again, just when you need them, but they're always just there kind of like working mm-hmm. through. So I love yeah. it. Cool. Well, that was really Absolutely. fun. I'm glad we got to re-record because yeah. it was an excuse to see your face again. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we're going to see each other no. in like two days. I'm just I'm like so trying excited. to mind around how much of a whirlwind is it going to be? Like how busy are we going to be? I mean, I know we get to choose, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. Honestly, it's going to be for the, both of our first experiences. Mm-hmm. So we will report back. Follow us both on Instagram. I'm sure we'll be storying. When's this episode? Oh, this episode's going live this week, right? Yeah. um, In two days. So this is an update as, yeah, fresh out the kitchen. (laughs) All right, guys, we love you and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time.